Hi, welcome to another teaching message from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. Jesus, we thank you because you are so mindful of us. We thank you because we're never alone, we're never abandoned, we're never left to ourselves, we're never left to our ways. And that's why day in, day out, you satisfy us with the goodness of your house. And then we're here again today to say thank you for all that you are to us, to say thank you for the year that has passed, to say thank you for all that is yet to come. And to lean into your word, Lord, I ask, O oh Lord Jesus, that you speak to every heart gathered here. I pray, Jesus, that you answer every question in the hearts of people. I pray that people will hear in their own language, in accents clear as kids still, in Jesus' name. Do what only you can do in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Can we take a moment to honor and thank our worship team? They served us so generously well this morning. Can we thank them as they take their seats? All right. Welcome to 2022. 2022. I needed to pause and remind myself 20. Someone said it was 2020, then T O O. 2022. But for us, it's 20. 20. Welcome this morning. Before you have your seat, can you look to your neighbor, to your left and your right, and welcome them to church? And then we'll read God's word together before we have our seats from the book of John, chapter 21, verse 12. John 21, verse 12. John 21. Verse 12, it says, Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you, knowing that it was the Lord. I'll be speaking to you this morning from something I have titled, Breakfast is Served. So, breakfast is served. Can you look to your neighbor in front of you and behind you? And say breakfast is served. Breakfast is served. Then you can have your seat this morning. Breakfast is set. We have a feast this morning. It's made of fish and bread and some fruits and some veggies. And it's the year we're going to live healthy. The year my husband is going to lose so much weight. And the year. That would multiply. Some people need to add more weight, you know. I won't call names, but you know yourself. The Lord is speaking to you. I'm not calling Mrs. Undubisi, but you know the Lord is speaking to you. All right. Welcome again to this year. It's been an amazing year already. And I like the fact that every, at the beginning of every year, we take some time to just lean over God's word, to just focus on God. And focusing on God not as a once and for all task, but just cultivating a lifestyle that comes back to God again and again to hear what he will say to you. And so this morning, I, I believe that God will speak to your heart, open your heart, and let's all be in the word of God. Um, Hello 2022 was so beautiful. It's windy, but... It's windy, but... 
it's okay. I like how God speaks to us in relevant terms. And I also like who speaks to us a lot in church and the leadership of um, the amazing Tolula Pemudi. Can you take a moment to just honor him? Whether present or absent, just take a moment to just honor Tolula Pemudi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can have your seats this morning. Thank you so much. Yes, so like my husband was saying um, yesterday, yesterday, don't forget, yesterday was 1st of January. I mixed that up a lot these this few days. Yesterday was 1st of January. You know, he was saying to us about how the seasons are marked by what? Revelation and what? And understanding, not calendar. So however you got into the new year, however you are here, welcome on board. You are in 2022, not going back. Yeah, so talking about um, breakfast being served, um, how many of you are not a breakfast kind of person? Like you don't eat till two o'clock? Okay, five o'clock. Wow. You, you won't feel this surge now. Uh, surge is for people like you. <laughs> you should start your own from two to two the next day. Um, I find um, that there are wet breakfasts in Nigeria. I want to read a few. And if it resonates with you, please just stand up carry your bag and come forward we need to fill this front row yeah actually can you move to the front if you are somewhere around let's fill up the front row in 30 seconds thank you thank you thank you okay thank you i have two more seats in front three more seats in front yes thank you ah, ah. my life group leader <laughs> All right, so 10 word, some, let me not say 10, some word breakfast I found in Nigeria. And those in front are already saying that they have a couple of them on their notes already. We did a rehearsal yesterday, just checking. So first is beans and eba. Yes, people eat it. Somebody said yes in front. Okay, I told you. Another one is toothpaste and bread. Yes, people eat it. Then another one is bread and okra. Another one, some of these breakfasts, and what, 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 what they do with them is that some of them actually feel like food that is sacrificed to idols. There's this one, beans, avocado, and cocoyam with palm oil. Yes. Then this one, bread and pap. Really? I told the people in front, I told these people. Then rice and yam. Ha! <laughs> Okay, then I have noodles and yam. So I, I feel those that do rice and yam, it's like you don't have plantain. So you are trying to, you know, augment. Then I have this one. Let me stop here. I have this one. Egg and egg sauce and eba. Please come forward. <laughs> Alright, so you know they say they say they say breakfast is the first meal of the day. And um, usually, someone, some people say, some people believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I don't know how true that is, but um, so that means if breakfast is the first food of the day, that means that when we start search, many of us would have our breakfast at dinner time. Like if you have breakfast at 6 p.m., is that saying you're having dinner or you're having breakfast? Just write it on your notes, write the answers in your notes so yeah it's a break of a new day whether you like it or not the year is here it's like when you're pregnant and um, the child is about popping and you say i'm not ready yet the child is not waiting for you 
will come out. Like when the exam is coming, end of semester, and you are still saying, I'm not ready, is it like, is it that you repeat the class? Or you go on to the next class? So some things just happen automatically with times that we live in, our season. So beginning of the year, we have the federal government rolling out a new budget for all of us, amen? A budget for the year 2022. And then we have different things that happen, you know, when a year, a year, a year starts out. But can we remind ourselves again and again that um, seasons are marked not by calendars, but by what? Revelation and understanding. So suddenly, you come into this season and you see a table set before you. Then you're asking, what does this mean? I have a new job, so what does this mean? I'm now in a relationship, so what does this mean? I'm now getting married, so what does this mean? And I feel like when the calendars turn on us, when the seasons turn on us, we need to take a moment to just stop and ask ourselves, what does this really mean? So there's just something you've stepped into, either different, something different, or something in furtherance of what you've been doing. So you're working in the same place, you're on the same role, but you get to do more, you have increased responsibilities, or the company direction changes, or there's just something new that is happening around you. We should stop and ask ourselves, what does this mean? And you know, as with everything that we start out, we start out with breakfast. So this morning, I want to speak to you about two things, just two things, no bonus point today, two things. No distraction in 2022. Two things, just two things I want to speak to you today. The first is that when breakfast is served, you need to wake up. That's the first point. When breakfast is served, you need to wake up. If you live in an African or grew up in an African home and your mother calls you for breakfast, number one, where were you when she was preparing the breakfast? And then number two, if you don't stand up, you'll starve for the day. And so, some of you wake up with different cries in the morning. Either a cry of a child wakes you up in the morning, your niece or your nephew, or the, <laughs> your mother comes with water and pours on you to wake you up. And for some of you, like my grandmother used to do at some point, she wakes us up with, with music, African music. So she starts at Konkeogbo, Omoni Kobe, Aletete Joba, and then, ah, you know, you wake up. This same grandmother, there are days that, oh yeah, you don't wake up. She pours water on you directly. So, of course, it's an implication of what you did the night before. And for some of you, what wakes you up in this morning is, whatever makes you up, my people, whatever makes you up, whether it is big one up of puff or a carol logireo, if you don't understand Yoruba, you can ask your neighbor later on. Whatever wakes you up, when breakfast is served, don't stay in bed. Wake up. This is 2022. When I'm 18, I'm going to do this. When I get a job, I'll start giving more. When I get married, hey, I'll take care of my husband, matching plate and tray. Now you are married. When I have my child, eh, every day we'll twin. Or every day we'll do. Now you have the child. Now breakfast has been served. It's right in front of you. Get yourself out of bed. It's 2021. You know, I like to think about the fact that breakfast in bed is romantic. Like really romantic. Like romantic when breakfast is served in bed. But at some point, 
Breakfast in bed becomes a sign of sickness. When you're eating breakfast in bed every day of the week, it's because you're sick. And so at some point, you need to leave that bed, take your food from the bed, go to the table, and have yourself some good meal because the journey is far, really far. And so, you know, it's been, it's been 2021, but I've been a really long year for you. I don't know how it ended for you. For some of you, you had great landmarks, like your companies hit things, like in your careers, in your business, in your family, you have landmarks that you're proud of. But because of the intensity, you ended the year tired. For some of you, it's like, let's just close for the year. When we come back next year, we'll start, let's just close. My brother, you have closed though. 2022 has opened. You're going back to that thing you shoved off. For some of you, it's just, you know what, let's just, let's just, it's just that tiredness that comes with actions. For some of you, probably it was a loss of a loved one in 2021, loss of opportunities or promotions you had looked up to that never happened, ideas you had that never saw the light of days. Wherever you ended here, I like the scripture so much that encourages us from Psalm 30, verse 5. It says that weeping, okay, it says for his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. There's something that comes with the morning, and that is joy. I know what gives me confidence that there's joy in the morning, because I serve a God that never sleeps, nor slumber. While I was sleeping, while I was sleeping off, while I made the mistake, while I was in the intense season, my God was awake. He was diligently watching over me. And when God announces to me that they were like, it's morning, it's the sound of joy I hear. There's a sound of joy I hear in the morning. There's a sound of joy that wakes me up. And I like what Ty said some time back. She said that joy is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. Happiness is a feeling. If I get credit at last like this, there's a way the mood changes. Don't look at me like it doesn't happen to you. Credit alert makes you, makes you happy. It's happiness. But there's something about joy that is not influenced by what I feel, by the situations around me, but by who I'm standing by. It's an assurance that I hold in God that joy comes in the morning. So joy is an instruction. It's not an emotion. It's not the way I feel. First Thessalonians 5 tells us that rejoice always always morning afternoon evening rejoice always when things go well rejoice when things don't go the way i thought rejoice when 2021 didn't end the way i thought people can you wake up in the morning and rejoice always because this is the day that the lord has made 2022 is the day that the lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it rejoice and joy are causes i will rejoice and be glad in it because it is the day that the Lord has made. So tell your neighbor the day. Bera, tell your neighbor quickly, quickly. Tell them in the language they will understand. The day, the day. The day. At some point, you need to leave that bed. At some point, you need to get out your journal open. You need to begin to think. You need to begin to pray. You need to begin to ask yourself, what is this season? What does this mean? You need to get out of your bed. Don't write on your bed. Stand up. Go and write on the table. Eat and write as you are writing. You know, at some point, you need to begin to ask yourself, oh, in what ways did I fall short last year? What do I need to do? Do I need to refine-tune my style, my structure? Do I need to stop saying I have a big, long-year plan, one-year plan? Can I chunk it into smaller bits till I can pick it up? But whatever you do, my brother and sister, don't stay in bed. Never stay in bed. You know, chapter 21, verse 3 of the book of John, you know, Jesus had died 
and he had risen. He had even appeared to his disciples twice. And then this morning, Peter just stands up and he says, I'm going fishing. Peter said to them, we are coming with you, they told him. They went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. Nothing. When daybreak came, Jesus stood on the shore. However, the disciples did not know it was Jesus. After Jesus had left the disciples, they weren't sure of what next. Suddenly, the Jesus we looked up to, the Jesus we were familiar with, we didn't know what next to do. He's gone. Jesus told us practically everything. Where to wake up, when to go, when to bring money out, whatever. He told them everything, but suddenly, Jesus is gone. And the first thought for them is, let's go to the familiar. What are we used to? Fishing. 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 You finally graduated. Then what? Maybe masters. Um, you finally got the job. Maybe go early to work. But at no point did Peter remember that I saw Jesus praying in Gethsemane when he was tough. Maybe, 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 maybe Peter was sleeping. Let's say he was sleeping actually for most of the time. But he shall knew that they went to get some money to pray when Jesus cried and his tears was like blood. He saw Jesus do miracles. He saw how five loaves of bread and two fish was enough for everything. Peter saw all these things. But suddenly in the pressure of the moment, in I don't know what to do, he just says, you know what, let me go to the familiar. In the morning, the first thing to do is not to go to the familiar. It's to go to God. To go back to God. Isaiah 50 verse 4. It says, He awakens me each morning. He awakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. Morning after morning. Isaiah says, He awakens me like God wakes me up every morning with an instruction. Morning after morning. For you, it can be month after month. I don't want to get to June and I'm asking myself, okay, what are we doing here? What is really happening? I want to be that kind of Christian that makes it a habit to always go back morning after morning. I have a business idea. I go back to God morning after morning. I have a thought in my mind. I go back to God morning after morning. I have issues with my academics. I go back. I'm doing well with school. I go back. I'm doing well with my career. I make it a habit to always go back morning after morning. And you know what happens? He says, he awakens me. God awakens me. Are you positioned in a way that God can awaken you. For some of you, you go to bed after watching a seven-pack series of movie. Episode one, series two, episode two, series seven, episode. So by when like 4 a.m., you go to bed finally. And then alarm beeps like five or six, and then somehow we'll pray on our way to work, or we'll pray when we come back from school, or something. Or is it the music you listen to before you go to bed? Or is it the friends you have around you, the influence around you? What positions you in a way that you can actually hear God. That when God wakes you up, you're actually alert. That when God speaks his word to you, they are actually in the moment of all that God is saying to you. Are you just living on? Life is one. YOLO. You only live once. But can we do this kind of Christians that position ourselves to hear what God is saying to us? Can we leave the familiar to come to God, to draw close, such that the presence of God becomes our familiar, becomes our constant place, becomes that place that we wake up to every morning, that we come back to, not as a cliche, but as a place where we receive instructions. Again, 
I say to you, wake up. Can you tell your neighbor, wake up? Wake up, wake up. It's morning, wake up, wake up. My second point this morning is almost like an Ella. But it says, mind your business. Mind your business. So, you know, I like the fact that the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 11. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 11. Can I have it on the screen if you have? 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 11. It says, try your best to live quietly and to mind your business. Your own business, it says, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we have commanded you. To mind your own business and to work with your own hands. You know, in 2022, yeah, like my was saying on yesterday, he was saying about how that um, the woman had to bring the jars and God had to bring the increase. 2022, use your hands have to work. They have to. We don't want to be Christians that are convenient with just praying and God answers our prayers. And yet God will answer our prayers because he will do his own part. But he needs us to partner with him in all that we're doing. So verse 9 and 10 of John, John chapter 21. It says, when they arrived on shore, they saw a charcoal fire laid with fish. So background to this part, before they got here, Jesus had appeared to them and he told them, oh, what happened? You can't fish. They were fishing. They couldn't get anything, remember? And then Jesus told them, put it on the right side. And they did. And then they caught a net full of fish, like really large fish. When Peter counted, it was 153. And the net did not break. That happened. And then now they got to the shore. And then when they got there, they saw a charcoal of fire laid with fish on the grill. Like what we have here. There's fish on the grill. And then there was bread. And then Jesus still told them, he says, bring me some of the fish you've caught. Why? He already had fish that he was grilling. Why did he need their fish? Why, why, why does he need me to do anything if he can do everything? Why does he? Remember the woman at the well in John 5 where he told her that, give me some water to drink. Jesus himself is the water of life. Like, what does he need water for? And it's that thing I was talking about, about how God wants to partner with us. He doesn't want to take away from us. He doesn't want to deprive us of it. But he wants to partner with us. He wants us to come together to do this thing that he's working in our lives. And so he told them, give me some fish. Not because he wants to roast. Not because he wants to um, eat it or offer it to the angels when he goes back to heaven. But because he wants to tell them, at last, last, I'm your source. At some point, we'll get to the point where we realize that it's not so much about how we can labor. They labored all night trying to fetch some fish. Some fish. But at the sound of the word of God, it says, to the right, get the fish. At some point in 2022, we need to get to the point where we realize, and not just realize, we actually act it out that God is our source. Plan all you can plan. Put all your plans in place. But God, God, this God has to be your source. And it shows in our disposition. It shows in how we respond 
to all that he has given us. It's either it's owning us or we're bringing it back to him. And when he said, give me some fish, we're not holding it back from him. So yeah, God is our source. I know what God wants to give us beyond just meals and bills to be paid and all that. He wants to give us abundant life. Life-giving spirit. We'll find it out later on that beyond just Peter looking for fish, Peter got abundant life. Like abundant is like plenty, like rich life from all that had gone. So verse 10, he goes on to say, bring some fish you caught. He was grilling and all of that. And then he kept going on and going on. And then he collected it from. But if you notice, he never used it for anything. So your skill, your talent, your resources. Oh, the same volunteer in church. 2022 is here to volunteer. And I'm like, how much will it cost? What is it going to come to me? But God is saying, I gave it to you in the first place. Bring it back to me. So now let's move on. They got to the table. Now at the table. They're at the table. And, um, you know, I like to think about the fact that what Jesus was really calling them to was not just to fetch from the rivers all the fish and all that that they got, but the conversation was going to happen on this table. That was where he wanted to have the conversation with them. So verse 12, it's almost like when your, your mother tells you, December 31st, she calls you and says, we need to talk. You see that? Where's your wife? Oh, all your mates have relocated. What are you doing here? And Jesus had that we need to talk moment. And he first said, come and join me for breakfast. And imagine again, the romantic breakfast. It was by the shore. You know, breakfast by the beach. There was breeze blowing. Jesus probably wore a satin top. And he was just, you know, going and going. And then Peter was coming from the shore, slow motion with his six packs, you know, coming towards the table. And then finally, they sat down. And Jesus said, come and join me. And I can imagine how quiet that breakfast was. Like very quiet. Like very quiet. Very quiet. You know, this was Jesus that told you guys that, I'm leaving, I'll send the comforter, I'll do this, I'll do that. And then suddenly he found you by the, by the river, fetching fish. But he says, stay, I'm coming. And then it's like your mother that gave you chores to do in the house. And then she found you by the road, playing ball. I think it happened to my husband a number of times. And then he just, come, 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 let's eat. And so they ate. You know, in that, in that moment, Jesus gave them bread and fish. Bread and fish. And you know, I was thinking about it, that in John chapter 6, you know, Jesus gave, he fed 5,000 people with two loaves of bread and five loaves of bread and two fish. And you know, it was a statement Jesus was making to his disciples that I don't just love the multitude. I don't just love you when we are in church. Jesus doesn't just love you when everybody's there. You don't just hear a word now and there. But Jesus meets you where you need it. Jesus loved Peter by the shores. In the quiet, dark shores, early in the morning. You remember what I said? Early in the morning, you are waking me to your word. In that moment, Jesus loved them so much. And it was a statement Jesus was making to them that if I can take care of the birds of the field, the multitudes, people would probably even care. It was just the food they were after. The birds of the fields, the butterflies around, if I could clothe them, how much more will I not take care of you? That was the statement that Jesus was making to them. That with the same bread and fish that I fed the multitude, even with less I can feed you. 
And so you're thinking about the year 2022. It seems like all my friends are far gone. It feels like this has happened. But can I take a moment to remind you that God is your source. And if you can feed the multitude that you see around, it's an evidence that is in the neighborhood. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. Just sit on that table. Let's sit on that table. And so, you know, what we sing, my God isn't finished yet. If he did it before, he can do it again. And so I trust him with what? What comes next? You know, he's done it before, fed the 5,000. He can feed the few on the table as well. So he fed them that day. Jesus is who he is, honestly. Whether with a crowd or with a few, he's who he is. And so at breakfast, beyond the fish and the bread, and beyond having 153 fish in their nets, Jesus wanted to do something special. He wanted to restore Peter, and he wanted to empower Peter. Let's cast our mind back. John 13, verse 37 to 38. So Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. That's romantic. Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for you, for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Three times you will disown me. So this was Peter that had disowned Jesus. Like, Jesus and Peter walked together. They ate every day. Peter knew all the girls that were chasing Jesus. Peter knew everything about it, like everything. He was Jesus' inside guy. Outside the 12 that he had, Peter was inside the first three. Then if there was another inner three, well, John, John was debating it, but Peter was that close to Jesus, and he denied Jesus. You know, Jesus was asking Peter there, you would deny me, Peter said, lie, lie. Like, if that's the last thing I would do in my life, lie, lie. So for some of you, it sounds like this. This is January. Some of your revolution will drop. It's not rich February. You say lie, lie. It's not possible. Me. <laughs> I bought a new journal. Colored pens. I've underlined it. I've ruled it. I've sealed it in the blood of Jesus. Nothing. And then for some of you, it's... Ah, yeah, the journal. Ah, but I have this new business idea. I'm ideating. I'm so sure. And then just tell you, you might not see the light of day. The way you are going. The way I'm looking at you. This thing will not last. It's just initial gra gra. But you say, no, I'm determined. I've aspired, conspired to realize that if I put this thing to my, if I commit it to my heart, God will bring it out. For some of you, it's like that matching plate and tray that you're doing. By February 14, maybe that's the last day because you will eat out. That's the last day you see my day. No, I love my husband with all my heart, with all my soul, all my mind. I'm going to be there. For some of you, I can never slap my wife in my life. Any man that slaps his wife is a murderer. I can never. And Jesus is telling Peter, you will deny me three times. And Peter is a lie, lie. The part that tripped me most, the Bible says that same night. Like January has not, we have not left Hello 2022. They asked Peter, how far? No, Jesus, me, lie, lie. A small girl, like small girl. And Peter is like suddenly all the confidence, all the I will lay my life for you. I can't even stand by you. 
And then Peter is at that point where now Jesus is at the table. You know that silence. How will we even eat the fish? How will he cut? But thankfully, Jesus cut the bread and gave them that in case your hand is shaking. But there's that awkward silence. That, okay, so what next? Like, like what next? I even made it worse. I packed all these other people and then to go and fetch fish. And I'm just here. Like there's almost looming danger. I've done it before. I've, I've set goals in 2021. It did not work. Like I know myself. I can't. Or I'm so confident that all the goals I set back to back, I was ticking them. It was reliance on yourself. I can't do it. If I did it before, I would do it again. And the news flash, you know, he denied Jesus and all that. It's the beginning of the year. And then you're just thinking, there's so much I want to do. There's so much I want to step into. There's so much ginger. I've promised God a lot. I remember one time when I was in law school and I was trying to take my work with God to another level. And I told God one morning, I said, the day I don't read my Bible, pluck out my eyes. Like, I was, and I, and I, this wasn't, I said, I said it to myself and God, not like I said it in public or something. That was that resolute, like, pluck out. That's how sure I was that I will read my Bible consistently for the rest of my life. Before I left law school. Bar final self. By the time you know that, you have 10 past questions that you have not. And then I, I imagine if God is to pluck my eyes for every time I did not read my Bible. I'm telling you, up to my 10th generation, my husband going will join inside. Go plug all of us. Maybe we'll scam out yourself, all of you. <laughs> People will share in it. And it just goes to see how much we really aren't sufficient of ourselves. Our sufficiency is God. Yes, so make all the determinations. Make all the, I will, I can, I know. Let me just join a life group. That's the solution. It doesn't just end at joining a life group. Okay. So, he denied Jesus three times. And then Jesus comes to him after they were done with the food and everything. Peter said, he has mine. That kind of thing. We eat that kind of food. Like, you know what you have done? You are not opening your mouth to eat the food. Okay? So, they finished the food. And then verse 17, 15 to 17. So, Jesus now comes. Simon. Simon. Son of John. Do you love me more than this? The days my father calls me a debola. He normally calls me bola. But my father calls me a debola. Or my mother calls me a debola. Or a debeju. It has finished for me. Like, it's the end. Like, you've done something really, 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 really bad. Although it doesn't work for my children. I said that, you know, if I call my daughter Jesu Forebomi, that she will feel like I've done something. Each generation is different. It did not work. <laughs> the template did not work. But then Jesus called him. He said, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these other things? So what are your other things? Thoughts of marriage, your career, living life, vibe on vibe, <laughs> making the money, or maybe good-heartedly serving in church. Like, I really want to serve in church, which is honestly a good thing that everybody should think about doing. But Jesus is saying, beyond all that you can do, all that you bring to the table, do you love me more than bread and fish? More than your meals? More than the things that satisfy you in the moment? 
the thing that gives you joy, that gives you fulfillment, not joy, that gives you happiness, that gives you fulfillment. Do you love me more than this? And Peter says, yes, Lord. You know, like the first time when he denied Jesus. He said, no. But this time he said, yes, Lord. You know I love you. Then Jesus says, take care of my lambs. Then the second time, Jesus says, um, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Simon Peter says, yes, Lord. You must surely know that I love you. One thing I didn't like about my dad when we were growing up was the fact that if he did something wrong and he's trying to preach to you about why you shouldn't do it, my father can say it, I'm not exaggerating, maybe 10 times in 10 different ways and with 10 different stories, with 10 different scriptures. So at the end of the day, you probably will be there for like maybe two hours or so. So so much that the next time, you don't want to even just do the thing because... You don't want to go through that rigor again. And then Jesus is asking this guy again, do you love me more than this? And then Peter says, yes, you must surely know that I love you. Jesus, you know. And the first time he says, take care of my lambs. Second time he says, shepherd my sheep. Take care of my lambs, the babies, the smaller ones. And the second one he says, take care of my, take care of my sheep. As they go, take care of them. And then... Jesus, you can trust him. For the third time, he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? At this point, Peter was hurt because he asked him the same question three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me more than this? Simon, Peter, Lord, at that point, you said, you know what? Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. You know, Peter denied Jesus three times. Three times, like, he had the opportunity the first time to change his mind, the second time to change his mind, the third time, and he, still, he kept doing the same thing over and over again, and then the cock crowed. And then this time, Jesus is asking him again, three times, Peter, son of John, do you love me? Do you love me? And do you love me more than this? So initially, Peter's response, when, remember when Jesus said, you would deny me, Peter said, no, I would not, and all of that, it was beating his chest. But at this point, Peter got to the point where he says, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. So he left the part of relying on himself, on how he can lay his life down for his sheep, for, for Jesus, how he can go the extra length. And he actually tried, you know, he cut off the ear of that guy that was trying to take Jesus. But that was just because they were all in public. When they got to the private, he couldn't keep it up. So in church, you're good. You know, you're a good Christian. You serve, you do this, you do that. But your private life, your private discipline... Does it reflect Jesus? Does it reflect your love for Jesus? And so Jesus asked him three times. And three times, Jesus, um, um, Peter answered, yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. And the third time, he says, Lord, you know everything. Can we get to that point where all that we are, all our plans, all our dreams, all our, everything that we are is hinged on Jesus? Is hinged on who Jesus is to us? And how we can take us through this life spotless and standing top. So yeah, I'm not here to tell you three top things that you need to do to make 2022 the year that will transform your life. I'm here to tell you that if you are to see all that God wants to see through you, wants to do through you. You know, I feel a lot about how that when God opens a door for me, when God shows himself for me, when God does something for me, it's not a statement of the fact that he's 
only generous, but it's a statement of so much more that he wants to do through me with all that he has given me. So I want to be that kind of Christian that comes back and is asking Jesus, Lord, you know everything. Lord, you have given me this to take care of. How should I go about it? How? What should I do? I want to be that kind of Christian that commits my way to the Lord, that wakes up in the morning, that wakes up not to my own thoughts and my own dreams, which are good, but that starts my day, that starts my year, that starts my season, seeking the face of God early and asking God, Lord, you know everything. I don't want to make assumptions. I don't want to assume. I don't want to get to um, beggar. I realized that I was on my way to Meduguri. And I need to turn back. I want to be that kind of Christian that wakes up in June and still has the vibe over my heart saying that, God, you know everything. Lord, you are my everything. Lord, you are my source. And you know what? Peter was restored to Jesus. Jesus was restored. And at the end of his story, he became one of the most amazing apostles that the Bible records. And so you might have fallen, you might have made mistakes, your plans probably didn't work, or you're struggling with your relationship with God, you're, you're finding it hard to keep a healthy home, to keep a healthy relationship, you have all that delay, and all of this hanging and hanging and hanging and hanging. But for every time Jesus asked Peter, Jesus was establishing Peter. For every time he was asking him, do you love me? He was establishing him. He was digging him deeper. For every time we come before God and we are seeking God and we are at that table, we are eating. We are not in a hurry. Imagine if Peter just ate the food and then fiam, he wants to go and sell the 153 fish that they caught. Imagine how we rushed just say, even in our quiet time, we are, Lord, we thank you, my my media, amen. I just, but can we just be good kind of prison and spend time in quiet and just seeking God? I say, Lord, you know everything. Show me. And then Jesus says at the end of the day, he says, Look after my sheep. Some translations say, feed my sheep. So Peter went from just feeding at the table to be that kind of Christian that is feeding sheep, that is feeding the multitude. For everything God has placed in your hand, for every opportunity, for every authority, for everything he has blessed you with, it's not just to be eating at the table. It's to feed the sheep. So what does your sheep look like in 2022? What business has God committed into your hand? What career do you have in your hand? What, what, what um, academic pursuit? What journey are you traveling? What family are you building? I want you to be that kind of Christian that is not just eating everything, eating everything, eating everything, eating everything. I want to buy jet. I want to buy... But can you come to that pauses and ask God, Jesus, what would you have me do? Because you know everything. And so, where is Peter today? Peter... It might be Peter leading his folks out to fish on an aspire to perspire, do what you know how to do best. Or you might be Peter eating at the table. Or you might be Peter reaffirming again to God. Some of us need to reaffirm again to God. Yes, Lord, I love you more than everything. I love you more than my passion. I love you more than what I even get to do. I will love you more than all that you have blessed me with. And is he going to leave the table? Truly minding his business. He came out trying to start a business, a startup, Peter Fish Company. But then, when he was leaving the table, he got a fresh, a fresh start. Feed my sheep. For some of you, maybe leave everything and follow Jesus. Not all of us will be pastors. For some of you, it might be, take me out. To wherever you're going, into all the world. Can we be Christians that live a missional life? 
that people can see Jesus through you. Or you that kind of Christian that blackmails us Christian. When people say that, I never want to work with a Christian because they're always coming late. They probably have gimmick or they don't keep to their word. But I like the fact that we have, we have credible people that I see around me that if I'm to make a referral for certain services, I'll first look in the church. I want to be that kind of Christian. You know Bezalel in the Bible? We can never talk about excellence, about working with our hands without talking about Bezalel. Bezalel was that guy that when it was time to build the temple, they said, go and bring Bezalel. Before then, he was never known. Why did they bring Bezalel? He had the spirit of God. He had his skills right up on touch. And then he was filled with understanding and with wisdom. All that God is filling you up with, you come to church, you are restored, you are renewed. Are you so um, heavily conscious and earthly useless? Like you can't transfer it to currency that can be used here. It's only in your tongue and in your heart. Is it coming on your hands? All that God has put in your heart, how is it coming up in your hands? Let's put our hands to work. Let's wake up church. Let's be the kind of Christians that don't just take the grace of God and all that he did on the cross, I will just put it in our pockets and keep it for our families for how we can enrich ourselves. But let others see Jesus through you. Let us be the light that shines so brightly, like so brightly, that men will see and glorify your Father in heaven. Something else I want to mention is the fact that at that table, Peter was not alone. Maureen, can you join me on the table? This is my life group leader. Tawe is my life group member. Join us on the table. You know, I like the fact that at that table, Peter was not alone. There was Nathaniel. Nathaniel was the one that told uh, Philip that can anything good come out of Nazareth? This Jesus you are following. Are you sure? He also doubted. There was Thomas on the table. Which of you is Thomas? <laughs> there were sons of Zebedee. They were on that table. When Jesus was telling Peter, feed my lamb, feed my sheep. I like the fact that God blesses us with community. That we don't get to walk alone. That I have a life group that I come to literally every week. And I can pour my heart out and say, that thing pastor preach on Sunday seems very far. And they can tell me, no, try this, try that. I like the fact that my life group, this, this, this season, we had a lot of praise reports people having issues with school, and then there and then someone got an idea of what to do, and there was a solution, there was this, there was that. I like the fact that we are surrounded by people who are honestly not perfect. They're also walking this journey, but we're walking towards Jesus. We're walking in the same direction. Don't live in isolation, people. Don't be the kind of Christian that stands out when Jesus is saying that, come, come, come to the table, come and eat. Sit at the table with your people. Who are those at the table? When I look across the table, I'm thankful that I can see someone that can pray for me when I'm tired. I'm not seeing someone that I'm still trying to manage their music flair. I'm looking at people that can actually empower me in my journey to Jesus. Can we make that a habit? How that we are not living our lives in isolation. We are not living alone. I can say that don't isolate times one million times. Don't isolate. Don't isolate. Don't isolate. Except you have COVID. Don't isolate. And there's a reason why. There's a reason why Jesus did not call Peter to decide. 
and whisper to him his ears because he knows that Peter will get tired at some point. Our hearts get weary. February will come. Bills will come. March will come. June will come. And you'll be looking over your plans, over your thoughts, and you'll be asking yourself, eh, I really wrote that. But when you have somebody that you know that I'm accountable to, I've mentioned it to this person, and the person is on my neck. The person is praying for me. The person is holding my hands. The person is pushing me. The person is looking out for my interests, looking at open doors, looking at how I can sit on all that God has called me to. Don't be a local champion. Don't be the best, best and best and best. Yeah, be the best of yourself. But let people around you that surround you, that propel you. Don't be that kind of person that it's only you that will see it. I don't want anybody to steal my ideas. Why do you have people that will steal your ideas in the first place? Be that kind of person that is generous. Generous with your ideas. Generous with your life. Generous with your prayers. I asked someone, I was saying, ah, so how are you managing intellectual property issues as regards this idea? And the person said, if they steal it, I don't know how it come. Yeah, be wise, be wise, but don't have that. I'd rather expose it enough to get help than limit the opportunity that this dream can have because I don't have the right company. And then something else about the net being full. There was something I heard about OAU people. They said that there was there's this thing that happens in their hostel that in the morning all these men just come and shout, Sheshewa, Sheshewa. And that means, do you have work for me? I want to be that kind of Christian in 2022 that wakes up every morning and is asking God, what is on your heart? Not just God, give me my daily bread, give me fish to eat. But I'm asking God, God, what is on your heart? Lord, what can we be doing? How can I be partnering with you? How can I be building my family? What can I do with these children? Sometimes I look at my children and I'm like, God, I don't even know I got to this thing. Like, I don't know how. What should I do with this? Can we be those kind of Christians that are constantly asking, Lord, if I eat at the table, it's because Ishewa. We don't just live to eat. We eat to live. We eat so that we can have energy to work. In First King, it was told to Elijah, eat for the journey. It's not just far. It's too much for you. The grace of God upon your life transcends your generation, transcends your lineage. And that's why you're living your life in a way that you're putting legacies that can pass on the baton to people that are coming after you. Stop living your life as if you are a sprint. If I live 26 years, let me live it well. If I live 34 years, let me live it well. Let it be such that someone else can pick and go away. But not the kind that when people are passing, they have to even, you know, leave the road so that you don't pass, um, what is it to them? But once you are eating at the table, you should be asking, Sheshewa, is there work? What can I be doing? I'm not the one waiting for everybody to come and visit me. Everybody to come and check on me. Nobody did this. But I'm the kind of person that is in a lot of expectation. I'm on my feet. I'm, I'm hungry for the next thing that God would have me do. God is giving a word in church. He says that it's windy, but it's okay. I want to soar on the wings like, like an eagle. I'm not the type that is waiting for them to come and help me push my feather to even be going. But I'm kind of one, I'm, I'm standing up in audacity to all that God has spoken. And then mind your business, people. Mind your business. Whatever God has put in your hand, mind your business. Do it well. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it 
with all your heart. So see how much church this morning. Can I remind you? It's morning. It's morning. It's not going back. We don't know why it's not coming anywhere. Anything you didn't do, you didn't do. But we have today. While it's yet day, let us labor because the night is coming. I can assure you, you won't be always fresh. You won't be this strong every time. If Jesus tarried, the night is coming. And I want to be the kind of Christian that, that meets Jesus with joy. I'm not just going to heaven as an escape that I didn't go to earth. Where I can meet Jesus and say, God, look around me. Look at the lives that were influenced because I maximized the grace that God has given to me. See, come on, church. It's morning. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wherever you've been sleeping, if you've been sleepwalking, you've been tired, wake up. Wake up. And when you wake up, mind your business. Mind your business. In the literal sense, mind your business. Mind your WhatsApp status. Mind the Instagram followings that you have. Mind the friends that you keep. Mind the music you have. The, the movies you watch. The kind of friends that put faith in you. Not kind of people that tell you that ah, uh, 30% of children die at infant age. And if you don't, the people that, that inspire you to all that God has placed in your hands. So let's take it as a wake-up call. To wake up to every responsibility that God has put in our hands. In Jesus' name. Do we receive God's word this morning? Can we stand to our feet while I read from Psalm 36, verse 8? Psalm 36, verse 8. Thank you, guys. Psalm 36, verse 8. No, voice translation. I said voice translation. Psalm 36, verse 8. Psalm 36, verse 8. Okay, I'll read it from here. If you don't have it. It says, in your house, they eat and are full at your table. They drink from the river of your overflowing kindness. I'll take it again. It says in your house. In your house. There's a place where I eat and I'm full at your table. I don't want anything that is not on the table. I don't want any junk that is not on the table. If Jesus won't give me, I don't want it. I want to be the kind of Christian that can say everything I have, everything I have is sourced from God. And this is God's promise to us. It says that in his house, it says you will eat and you will be full at his table and you will drink from the river of your overflowing kindness. Can we just lift our hands this morning and receive of God? It's not a message for you if it doesn't transform your life. If you can't wake up tomorrow, and say, Lord, I wake up to hear what you would have me do. If it doesn't improve your quiet time, if it doesn't improve your consistency, if it doesn't improve how you relate to your colleagues, to your staff, to your classmates, if it doesn't change you, if it doesn't burn something new in you, that is not a word for you. 
But God is promising us today that you would eat. It's going to feed you. There is enough for the year. The journey is far. It's too much. But there is enough in the house of God. I like that we get to start out our year from the house of God. And we are blessed out of the house of God. And so again this morning, can we just lift our hearts and say, Lord, fill me up. Fill me up. Here I am. Lord, here I am, Lord. Tired, weak, unsure, strong, skeptical about the year. Yeah, a plan or two. A lot of things on my mind, Lord. But I want to first be filled, Lord. I want to be filled with grace. I want to be filled with goodness out of the house of God. I want to be filled with strength. I want to be filled with vigor. I want to chase the 10,000, Lord, because I'm empowered from your house. And it fills us with water to an overflowing, an abundant life, a life nothing missing, nothing broken. My business isn't working when my family is broken. My career isn't progressing and my relational life is broken. No, nothing missing, nothing broken. A rich life, an abundant life, Jesus. We pray for this morning, Lord. Lord, fill our hearts this morning. Lord, fill our hearts, Lord. Lord, we bring ourselves again to you this morning again. Just come in our hearts to you and say, Lord, search me, Lord, and know my ways. Search me, Lord. Run your searchlight through my heart. Where is self working more than your plans? Where am I depending on myself much more than I'm depending on you? Lord, search me, Lord, and realign me to your will. Realign me to your thoughts. Realign me to your status, Lord. But let my heart be yielding to you more and more more and more every day in the name of Jesus. Let's worship this morning. guessing you lord this is me i'm in your house i'm sitting at the table to feed i'm getting my strength from you i'm getting my source from you oh i'm in and i'm in i'm in i'm yours your love's too good to leave me here i'm yours 
Lord, I thank you for everyone gathered in the room and online, wherever they are, Lord. Lord, we are here again before you, Lord, professing that we are in, Lord. We're not second-guessing, Lord. Lord, you love us so much that even when we err, even when we don't consider you, you still come back for us. You came back for Peter. We are Peter's, Lord. You came back for us, oh Lord, putting your purpose and your call in our hearts again and in our hands and opening the doors to find expression, Lord. Lord, forgive us in areas we have erred, Lord. And we are coming again, making commitment. Lord, I pray for every boy, every girl, every man, every woman gathered in the room this morning, Lord, that you empower our hearts, oh Lord. Lord, our hands will stand strong. They will not hang down. Lord, you encourage every heart, Lord. Let there be fresh vision in our hearts, Lord. Let there be fresh thoughts about all that you have committed into our hearts, about how we can live it out in your purpose and in your thoughts in our day in the name of Jesus. Let our giftings, let our, let our skills, let our resources, let our hearts find expression in the world that we live in in Jesus name let all that see Jesus through us let us indeed be lights that shine forth in a dark world in the name of Jesus Lord I pray that your people will be filled with the spirit of God with wisdom with understanding like Bezalel Lord they'll be filled with the spirit of God with understanding Lord our world is full of questions our love our, our world is full of confusion not knowing what next to do not knowing how next to do and finding solutions and answers in the wrong place Lord out of our house Lord out of this house let answers come forth to our world in Jesus name in this year Lord I pray that your people will find expression for their giftings in a way that glorifies you in Jesus name let it be wisdom let it be understanding let me feel with with knowledge with all kinds of skills lord with all kinds of skills oh lord with all kinds of mastery in the name of jesus let them profit with it lord and let it bring glory to your name with all that we are blessed with oh lord let it bring glory glory to your name in the name of jesus and lord we pray that you satisfy us early with your goodness lord satisfy us early with your goodness all that the beauty of the lord will rest upon us and it will establish the works of our hands. May it establish the works of our hands, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We never like to end a service without giving someone an opportunity to meet Jesus. So can we just bow our heads and close our eyes wherever you are. And let's give somebody the privacy of the decision. Let's close our eyes and let's let every believer just pray for someone around that is struggling with that decision. Can you just under your breath pray for someone that needs to make that decision and is struggling with it? Family, today we are talking about breakfast being served because someday dinner will be served. Someday we'll close our eyes to the life here. We'll close our eyes in death and we'll appear in another eternity. If today you're not sure, you're not confident that I have a relationship with Christ, that I have a walk with God, that I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, then your dinner is not sure. Because coming with that dinner is another morning. Another morning is so beautiful where I'll see Jesus face to face and behold his glory. 
if you know that you're not confident enough to say I can live in that beauty and in that reality, this is your opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Or if you've made that decision before and you've walked away from the table and you've gone to trade on your own, this is a call to come back. Come back home. So if you're making that decision, can you just put your hand on your chest, wherever you are, put your hand, your hand on your chest and Jesus sees you. He sees the honesty of your decision. I see hands already. God is honoring your decision. If you're online, put your hand on your chest. I say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to have this relationship with you. I don't want to go on my own. I don't want to live here and not know what's happening next. But I want to live my life with eternity in view that someday I'll be with you. I haven't lived for you here. If your hand is on your chest, I want you to say this prayer with all confidence because God hears you. And if you've made that decision before, let's join in. Close our eyes and say this prayer together with all the assurance. Remember, we're family, not a crowd. Let's join our brothers and sisters that are making this confidence and this, this, this declaration. Let's say it together. Heavenly Father, I come to you today because you've made a way for me through the death the burial, the resurrection of your son Jesus Christ. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God and is the savior of the world. Today, I confess Jesus as my Lord and my savior. I give everything to follow you. Please forgive me of the past and give me a whole new start. I am a child of God. I am forgiven and one day I'll be with you in heaven because of Jesus I can come to the table because of Jesus I can be refreshed from the table I belong to God in Jesus name amen and amen and amen can we can we rejoice can we rejoice over the hearts come on see come on church can you rejoice over this heart come on you don't know what has happened you just crossed from death to life death to life this is the greatest miracle that has happened to humanity crossing from death to life if you made that decision big congratulations we are so proud of you i can see we are cheering you on we are cheering them Thank you so much for joining us here at Sycamore Church. If you prayed that prayer at the end, we're so excited about your decision for Jesus and we would love to help you get established in your relationship with Him. So please let us know about your decision at www.sycamore.church forward slash Jesus. There you'll also find all kinds of resources to help you build your relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed this message, we would love for you to subscribe wherever you're listening or visit www.sycamore.church forward slash resources. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.